it's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. And I want to tell you, I'm a little groggy today because I got very little sleep last night is I read the text of the stimulus bill. I am about 20% through the 878 pages. I've been skipping around to look for key provisions that would be most important to you as a small business owner, as an individual, as a family member, as someone who owes student loan money. I've been looking at piece after piece of the legislation, and I will be able over the next day to hopefully read all of the nearly 880 pages and be able to speak to great specificity as far as specifics are truly finalized and available on how the stimulus bill will work. Our websites, Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com. Clark.com, we are narrow casting with various elements of the third stimulus bill with information for you on how the implementations will work. And as more information becomes available over the next 72 hours, we will update to even more specifics for you on it. So let me deal with the headline on the helicopter money. Helicopter money, if you're not familiar with that term, that's an informal economics term that when there is a calamity in a nation's economy, you try to drop money out of, uh, it's, uh, the idea is that money would just flow out of a helicopter and people would grab it as it's falling to earth. So that's the idea of the breathing money. I call it breathing money because anyone who is alive and is on file with the IRS from 2019 or 2018 will receive money automatically as long as they meet the income limits. The income limits are 75000 for an individual, 150 for a married couple, and then there's a phase-out beyond that where pretty quickly you phase down to zero helicopter money. But as a general rule, if you make an individual income of less than 75 or a couple income of less than 150 you will receive $1,200 per person one time only for now. There was not the provision about having money that would go to people later this year was dropped. So as of now, it will be the 1200 And then each kid that you have who is a dependent of yours is worth another $500. So if you were the theoretical perfect American family, mama bear, papa bear, and two baby bears, then you get $3,400 as long as your income as that theoretical magical American family is under 150000 Now, if you are what's known as head of household, there is a bonus kick in where you still get the full amount of money. And we have a huge number of Americans who can file under head of household status. Head of household 
individuals, instead of being cut off, the phase out starting at the 75 grand, for you it goes to 112,500 bucks. So you will, as head of household, get the 1,200, and then for each child who's a dependent, you'll get the additional 500. So you will get this money pretty easily if you have electronically filed taxes with the IRS in 2018 or 2019. And if you did and you uh, received a refund electronically, then it will be just money that shows up in your account as to when everybody's guessing. If I were to put a best guess on it, it will be about one month from right now, more or less, is my best guess. On the other hand, if the IRS does not have a valid direct deposit account to deposit money into, then you will have to wait for either a paper check or a debit card. It has not been decided yet and may not be for a week or two whether people that there's not a direct link to your bank account or credit union account, whether you'll receive a paper check uh, maybe a couple of months down the road or a debit card in that similar time frame. If you have not filed your 2019 tax return and you're prepared to do so, you can go ahead and do so, set up the electronic uh, link there with your checking account, and then the IRS will have that to go by to go ahead and send you this money based on your 2019 income. So what if you don't normally file a tax return because you have no legal requirement to because of the income you have being relatively small? There is an advantage right now from what I read on a, um, a tax uh, I got a tax newsletter and I read it that there's an advantage right now for you to file a return and if you do that then it makes it possible for the IRS to link to that uh, that account you have that checking account and then they know where to send the money so as far as who beyond people who are earning a normal income are eligible. One of the things that was up in the air has now been settled, and that is people who are receiving Social Security retirement and disability payments will now get a stimulus payment. That was on the bubble. So that has been settled, and people who are unemployed will also qualify. Any veterans will qualify. Now, there will be mess-ups with a program this large. There will be things that do get messed up in terms of the payments. Now, I want to move to the much more complicated thing, and that is the special payments that people will receive who are unemployed. And the provisions are unusually complicated because of the addition this time of people who are self-employed, freelancers, 
independent contractors, gig workers. So for people who have had normal employment, there will be the standard state formula that will be used to calculate normal state unemployment, which varies so heavily from state to state. For people that are self-employed, ICs, um, work is any kind of app-based worker, you will be eligible for a $600 weekly benefit that is on top of normal state unemployment. In addition, people who are regularly employed with a W-2 will also be eligible for the $600 weekly bonus payment. So the benefit amount that you will receive um, will come just by the fact that you document as a part-time worker or self-employed worker that you are now not employed. How that will be done so far is not completely clear. The formula that's being used, according to one uh, article I read, is going to be based on a special disaster assistance program that was designed around uh, catastrophic tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes, the wildfires, you know, special disaster situations in declared disaster areas. Now the whole country is essentially declared a disaster area as far as being able to receive the benefits. How you will claim for that, as soon as I know that exactly, because that has not been laid out yet, I will make sure you know. And there will be much more in the days and weeks to come as we pivot to a health crisis that has caused a financial decline in the country that is now steeply in recession, massive record number of people filed for unemployment just in the last week. It is the tip of the iceberg. But in the midst of all these things that are like never happened before, never seen this before, know that so much about what we're dealing with with the fight for life with coronavirus is its own thing. It is also unique in its elements, meaning that the recovery this time will be uniquely different than people who have experienced very deep recessions. If you're old enough and you remember the brutal recession that happened in the early 1980s, that people in America felt like America was done, would never be back. The despair that accompanied the banking scandals and the Great Recession that resulted starting in 7, 8, and 9 and continuing really till since the recovery started in 2011, that this is different. And the recovery will not be straight line back up. But the recovery from coronavirus will be much quicker and will be sped along once we get the medical protocols right. Uh, we are a few months behind on the medical protocols. We will get there. We will get the supplies necessary. We will get the treatment division for people based on severity of illness done right. 
and we will overcome this and we will overcome it in months not years and you're posting so many thousands of questions for me at clark.com slash ask and what we're doing is we are removing your voice from our normal show and having Kim and Joel alternate so we can get to more questions each day and Kim I have time for a question from you right now sure Brian wants to know if we're gonna have to pay income tax on the money looks like no Uh, I've been reading that was one of the things I looked at first is what would be the status of tax and there's been so much change with that that I will be able to give a definitive answer on that probably tomorrow or Monday on whether or not there will be any tax on either of the forms of helicopter money. The money that is coming in the $1,200 a person, $500 a kid provision, as I've read it, it appears to me that it will be tax-free. But I can't say that with all definition. I read the, the statute twice and could not say with certainty, but I think that will become really clear in the next 24 to 72 hours. Here on the Clark Howard Show, we continue to solicit your questions for me at clark.com ask, and we've thrown out normal format. Producers Kim and Joel are asking your questions for you, and Joel, who do you got? Clark, we got one from Lords. She says, with interest rates so low, is it a good idea to consolidate credit card debt with a personal loan right now? You could, but I can tell you I'm getting offers from credit card companies that are using this as an opportunity with their cost of funds being near zero, offering balance transfer opportunities with 0% interest for extended periods of time. You know, the, um, the big banks go to the money markets to get the funds that they lend to us on credit cards and some of that money is available to them right now at essentially near zero cost so it's an opportunity for a bank that feels like it's in a good position financially to poach customers one from another i'm a usaa member and i already received a mailer today from usaa offering special deals on balance transfers obviously these are going to go to people who have had solid credit scores going into coronavirus figuring that people who came in with solid credit scores even if they get hurt will still be able to generally meet their obligations going forward kim Michael says he has two questions. One is that he hasn't filed in 2018 or 2019. He will go ahead and file if that will get him a check. But if he ends up owing the IRS money, does he still get a check? And then he has another question, which is he has a friend who... Let me deal that first because, you know, I can't remember. So, yes, you go ahead and file so that you're on record with the IRS for at least 18. If you are in a position where you're in a collection effort with the IRS, what I have read, and this is only interpretation of the new statute, not a final decision by the IRS, is that the helicopter money will still come 
even if you have an unpaid debt to the IRS. That would be extremely abnormal and unusual. So I wouldn't take that as an absolute factor given. And he had a follow-up question, if that's okay. Yeah. He has a friend who is a tax-paying non-citizen permanent resident. Does he get a check? I read about that today, and it's not 100% clear that people who are non-citizen taxpayers will get the money. Some of these things are going to have to be interpreted after the fact because it is not completely clear how Congress has intended for that to be handled. So we'll have to wait and see on that. I'm so glad you've joined us here on the Clark Howard Show where my goal is to empower you with knowledge so you can do the pivots necessary to do as best as you can through the coronavirus fallout for your wallet and to make sure you and your family stay safe. Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com are both here to serve you and at Clark.com, we are actively giving you information that you need for the various decisions you have to make about what bills you should pay, what bills you should negotiate, what you should expect as assistance from your state or the federal government, and something very important to me, what we can all do to help each other, which I think is very, very important. So I want to address something that has led to a huge number of posted questions for us on clark.com slash ask. And that is, what do you do with April Fool's Day around the corner and having student loan payments to make? Well, in the third stimulus uh, statute, there are very clear provisions on student loans. I know leading up to the adoption by the U.S. Senate, there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of false rumors about what was going to happen with student loans. Now, I can tell you precisely what to expect. So all federal loans that are in the hands of the U.S. Department of Education will have payments suspended for the next six months interest on all federal loans suspended for the next six months what's required of you to do this nothing you don't have to request it you don't have to fill out a form you don't have to prove need everyone with almost all categories of federal student loans just will have essentially a payment holiday for six months it does not wipe out any portion of the balance but the balance you have will have no interest charged and you will automatically be considered to be on time. In a shocker that actually makes an answer I gave to a question uh, earlier this week invalid, a provision was added that during those six months, those six months count is qualifying payments for student loan forgiveness programs, the one that most people are in the public service loan forgiveness program, for police officers, firefighters, teachers, other public service workers, if you register properly for the program, 
after 120 on-time payments, the remainder of your student loans are forgiven, and you got to jump through every hoop just right on that. Well, six of your 120 months are now out of the way. So when you start paying again October 1st, you will have continued, in theory, with these phantom payments to have covered six of those months. For people who are in default on student loans, there will be no wage garnishments, no money taken from Social Security checks, no tax refunds will be seized as of the signature of the president on the third stimulus package. So that means there's a timeout on those efforts that will resume again in October. So this is, this is good news. In addition, it is not written in the legislation, but there is an assumption that if you receive helicopter money, the $1,200, that even if the Treasury has been taking every dollar they can find of yours anywhere, that they will not grab that money. We'll see, but that is the best guess in this case. So what about private student loans? Private student loans have been deafening with their silence. Private student loan lenders are just sending up puffs of smoke and no meaningful assistance for borrowers that I have seen other than a little bit of anecdotal kind of stuff. But the private loan market works completely differently. And I would go on the assumption that your private student loans, which fortunately account for a very small total of the overall student loan balance, will still be due and payable April 1st like they would have been if there was no coronavirus. And Joel, what question do you have for me now? Clark, got one from Felicia. She says, I'm 40 years old and I do not plan to retire until around age 65. I'm maxing out my Roth IRA with monthly contributions of 500 bucks into a 2040 Vanguard target date retirement account. Considering this economy, should I reduce the amount of my monthly contribution? I'm getting so nervous about losing money in my Roth. Don't be nervous about losing money in your Roth because think of this crazy thing. When you contribute each pay period, you're buying more shares right now while the market's depressed. Even if the market were to continue a downward trend through this year, the fundamentals of the economy before coronavirus were strong. We are not facing something like a war where infrastructure has been greatly damaged, natural disasters where infrastructure has been greatly damaged. We are dealing with a medical event that is out of control right now and will feel even more desperate for a period of weeks to come. And then the curve will start to bend and we will go through a cycle of healing health-wise and we'll go through a cycle of healing financially. So the financial decline, very rapid. The recovery will be haphazard and gradual, 
but there will be recovery. And I want you to feel comfortable that buying now when people are afraid is the best time for you to stay on that $500 a month path. Even if from here, values continue to decline. Remember, every monthly contribution of 500 bucks through the decline will buy you more shares. When the inevitable recovery comes, the snapback for you is fantastic. I want to give an example of that that I have not given through this cycle. And it goes back to 2007, 8, and 9, when the, the overall effect on the economy was for a much longer period of years. The economy getting back to even took eight years that the stock market kept declining precipitously, reached bottom in 2009. People who were willing to stay in the game, particularly people with automatic contributions in a retirement plan at work or your own IRA or own Roth IRA, ended up having their money more than quadrupled. And even with the decline that we've had in this coronavirus market crash and bear market, you're still way, 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 way up if you stayed in the game through those darkest days with investing. And that's why I so strongly recommend that you stay the course. Kim? All right. Eric says, I have a bit more free time now. <laughs> I'd like to get in the habit of daily, weekly reading to educate myself as much as possible. I know you read a lot. If I'm looking to purchase one to two new online subscriptions right now, what would you recommend? If you're interested in financial markets, without doubt, the Financial Times is the best. Financial Times does now for people who want knowledge of financial markets and investing, the role the Wall Street Journal used to play before it became a more general interest national newspaper. So the Financial Times is, for me, a mandatory daily read. It is not for everybody. Do a trial subscription for maybe 12 weeks. If you find that I have bored you to a level where you... Uh, no longer can stay awake in the middle of the day trying to read it, then you dump it. But it is the absolute best source I've seen. And I also love Jonathan Clements. I don't know if you've ever heard me talk about Jonathan Clements, but he has the hum humble dollar. And Jonathan does, in simple English, a fantastic write-up of what you need to know about the basics of investing and the strategies you should follow. It is updated uh, in total every seven days, and it's divided into a guide and articles. He's a former Wall Street Journal columnist who now uh, is independently wealthy and provides HumbleDollar.com for free, and it's very thorough in understanding finance and in understanding current conditions. Joel? 
Yeah, Clark Carey wrote in. She said, my husband and I were in the middle of starting the process to put in a pool when the COVID-19 outbreak began. We're both in the field of education and education administration. We're wondering if we should take advantage of the low interest rates or if we should kind of hold off on this bigger purchase for now. It appears that education is one of the safest sectors of employment today. The thing I worry about in public education with state budgets being so eaten alive is the possibility that teachers will have pay cuts imposed on them. Uh, You know, states fund public education with a combination of local and statewide dollars, and both levels of government are seeing massive erosion of tax collections. The erosion in this quarter will be gigantic, but over the course of the year, the overall net loss in tax revenues to states will be in a more manageable amount. Uh, even with the assistance those states are getting from the Third Stimulus Act, I would say that if you could handle, uh, let's just throw out a crazy random number, if you can handle a 10% pay cut, handle your expenses, and still be fine building the pool, go ahead. But if a uh, pay cut is a teacher, and I could be wrong about this, I just want you to be prepared for that possibility. If a pay cut is part of the picture, and that would blow your budget apart for you as a couple, then maybe you hold off on doing the pool. Kim? Chris says that he is retired and he has variable annuities through more than one company. During the crisis, how safe are the insurance companies who sell these annuities? Should I take the guaranteed minimum withdrawal regardless of whether or not I need the money immediately? If you have no need for the money and your variable annuities with each company are generally under a quarter million dollars, Under most state guarantee funds, your money should be okay even if an insurer fails. Now, I want to point out insurance company state guarantee funds administered by your state department of insurance are not as rock solid, as uh, even close, as what you have with FDIC insurance from a bank, NCUA insurance from a credit union that are direct obligations of the federal government. States do workouts with insurers, but there is nothing about coronavirus that lends a worry that insurers are going to go insolvent and fail in the immediate future. So I would not worry about those variable annuity sub-accounts. If you don't need the money, I would leave the money as it is for a marketplace recovery in the holdings because those variable annuities are holding the equivalent of mutual fund type investments very heavily in stocks. And so you want to wait out the recovery if the money is not needed now. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. If you have a question for me that you want me to address about your wallet, please go to Clark.com ask and post that question. I'd love to have it. And producers Joel and Kim, are you right now? So Joel, who are you this moment? Clark, I'm Dennis. And he says, I appreciate your advice that sometime we will get past this coronavirus. And I have no doubt about the need for the stimulus package. But I was concerned about the national debt before this. So could you please provide your take on the national debt post-stimulus package? Oh, man. So uh, preaching to the choir here. You know, I, I have been so frustrated by our deficit spending at the federal level forever. And people eye roll on me when I start talking about it because I think it's it was absolutely irresponsible that we were running a budget deficit in recent years with such low levels of unemployment. We are in a completely different situation now. We must deficit spend. It is a role of a modern government to prevent a depression. If you want to know why I feel so strongly that large deficit spending now is so necessary and you want to really bore yourself, go read the history of the depressions we had in the United States in the 1870s and the 1890s. Uh, ironically enough, roughly 20 years apart, 1873 and 1893. And you'll see that the failure of the government at all levels in those two eras led to mass starvation and led to calamitous results for the American people, even at a time that people lived a more rural lifestyle and were more independent in how they lived, the hardship was brutal for American for American citizens. It is necessary in an era where so many of us live in urban areas in particular, do not live on the land, do not have ready access to fresh food that we have grown or a neighbor has grown or is available in our community, that we have government play a role like this. Kim, can you sneak in one more? I can't, but I could tell you that a lot of people are still writing in with questions about how to get travel refunds, and I believe we're covering that soon, right? Yes, I will absolutely cover travel refunds. Uh, How about uh, in a segment tomorrow, I'll cover travel refunds because There's been a great deal of misinformation being given to travelers by airlines and other travel suppliers, and I'm going to tell you what your rights are and what they aren't with various phases of travel. The podcast normally would end here, but because of the unusual circumstances we're in, we have additional content that we recorded earlier today that I'd like you to have access to. And this will continue day by day as long as the events warrant. And now I have an update for you on something that has 
generated a lot of interest and coupled with it a lot of confusion. How the coronavirus tax rules are working for filing tax returns. So as I told you the other day, there is a delay in tax day and when taxes are due till July 15. And that's the headline. But beneath that, there's a lot of additional things that have confused people. And I want to explain how they're going to work. Uh, most states have mimicked the new federal deadline and allow you to file your state tax return if you live in a state that has a state tax return July 15th as well. Money that was owed that would normally be owed April 15th is now not owed till July 15th. Now there are people who have already set up for an automatic debit from their account by the US Treasury on April 15th. The IRS is going to continue to take that money. If you need to delay when the IRS takes that money, you're allowed to delay that till July 15th, but I'm sorry to tell you this, you have to call into the IRS and request that they delay taking that money. Good luck getting through, but that's how you would handle that. If you are someone who has not done your 2019 Roth, traditional IRA deposit, or HSA, that deadline is also extended till July 15th. Now, you also have the ability, as you would any other year, if your life has been turned upside down and backwards, you can delay filing your return till October. There's a very simple form that takes just a second called the 4868 that you can file this summer. You just have to file it by July 15th. We'll obviously talk about that more closer to July 15th. But that does not extend the July 15th deadline to pay the taxes that you owe. And I know that as we get further into the summer, I'll take questions from people who can't pay the bills you owe. And we'll talk about how you handle that later. Right now, just know that the deadline that was staring at us just three weeks away no longer is. And of the things we don't need to worry about right now, it's dealing with the IRS. We got plenty of time to do that later this year. So just take a deep breath about that one. And here's something else I wanted to talk about today. I'm going to do something right now that could cause a little tension in my family. I'm going to call out my 73-year-old brother who is continuing to go out and about like he thinks he's invincible. And he's not alone. We're dealing with this with siblings, aunts, uncles, uh, parents, grandparents. And I got to tell you, as someone who isn't turning 65 till June, it was pretty rattling for me to be told that I was high risk for coronavirus 
and that I needed to take precautions because of my age plus having a pre-existing asthma condition. You know, we don't like to think of ourselves as in a vulnerable health group. But the reality is that the mortality rate for people who get coronavirus is teensy tiny for people that are younger. And when I say younger, anybody below age 50 except people with suppressed immune systems or severe pre-existing conditions, it is an unusual freak event for someone who's younger to lose his or her life to coronavirus where it becomes an extremely high risk event for people that are older. And so this is a tough one because you don't want to hurt somebody's pride if you're trying to talk to like me talking to my brother. So the way I do it is I ask him a lot of questions. I think questions are one of the best ways to approach someone so that it's not threatening and it's not like you're saying, hey, you're not taking care of yourself. You're saying, you know, how worried are you about contact with others when you're out and about? Um, what precautions have you been able to take? What things are you seeing people do that worry you? And how hard has it been to stay six feet from people, let's say when you go to the supermarket. So the more you can engage someone who you're worried about with questions, the better I think it is. Because you don't want to create an environment with someone that's defensive because they're not going to hear you. You don't want to create distance with someone by telling them, hey, this isn't a great idea. And think about as an adult child trying to talk to a parent or a grandparent, they don't want to have you telling them what to do. They don't. So that's why indirectness, but continuing conversations to try to create the thought about creating more of a safe zone in their lives is important. You know, this is an unusual situation in that none of us, usually when you're older, you've developed some form of immunity to various illnesses that come along. But in this case, as best is known, we don't have those immunities in place. So we're at risk pretty much across the population. And that's why not going out and shopping if you're older but having things delivered to you. And by the way, that's a role of an adult child. Dropping food off instead of your parent or grandparent or older relative having to go get the food. And in addition, they're going to be lonely. There's going to be more loneliness with this. Make sure you engage with video as often as you possibly can. I've been so touched watching people connect with each other across all situations through video. It's a powerful tool. We need to use it. And the best part, it's free. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. 
Thanks for joining us today. The Clark Howard Show is produced by Kim Drobes, Joel Larsgaard, Deborah Reese, and Jim Ayers. And remember, 24 hours a day, we're there to serve you at Clark.com and ClarkDeals.com.